This is Sounding Board Parenting. Creating healthier human connections through the commonality of parenting. Exploring the world of parenting with high-performing mums and dads from a range of backgrounds, industries and family dynamics. He said, the whole world looks different. You can do it your way. My life has been fundamentally altered by their existence. I gotta tell you, kids don't stop learning. That is how I changed the story. Babies are instant community generators. My growth curve just like shot up after I had a kid. I wasn't planning any of it. Let's jump in. In three, two, one. This week's Sandy Board Parenting Podcast episode is something that is very special to me and, and I'm really excited for. And, and that's because my life partner, the mother of my child and, and future children, Jessica, otherwise known as Jess, Penguin, Juicy J, has joined me on the Sandy Board Parenting Podcast to explore the world of parenting even more so than what we have done in the past few years together as, as parents of young Oscar. And, and before we, we deep dive into this, and, and I have a sneaky feeling that a few questions might be coming back my way as well. So before I, I let you aim and fire, I, I always like our guests when they join us on, on an episode, just to be able to introduce themselves and just tell us a bit about yourself and, and the name and age of your child, who I may have already just given away. <laughs> um, so I'm Jess, um, partner to Sean, mum to little Oscar, who's just turned three a couple of weeks ago. Um, I am a manager at a dental practice for work. Um, I've got sisters, I'm a daughter, I'm a friend. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of different sort of parts to me I'm a daughter-in-law in a way um yeah so here I am <laughs> here you are and and I'm very grateful to have you here we're, we're actually recording this after a big weekend it's it's a Sunday night I think we're we're all ready for the the week ahead potentially <laughs> and 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 we thought we'd um yeah take take the time to to have a chat um and and it's a chat that we don't always or the type of chat that we, I don't think we always get to, to have because, yeah, just day-to-day life, everything's moving, a lot of doing, um, yeah, busy people, busy family, but it's, it's nice to take, take this time as well. Mm. And, and to, to kick it off, I thought we usually, uh, every episode at the halfway point, all of our listeners get the opportunity to, to just go through a bit of a, a weekly reflection, just to check in, um, in terms of, of how they've been the past week, not just uh, for themselves, but as parents as well, just to be able to reflect. And, and it just involves three simple questions. And, and I thought we could kick off with that if, if sure. you're open to it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the, the first question is, what is one moment in the past week or one thing in the past week that you were proud of yourself as a parent? Mm moment this week that I was proud of as a parent would probably be um, kind of the opposite, I guess, or a little bit left of field. But um, my mum offered to have our Oscar for a few days this weekend, four days actually, so quite a long time, um, as she is off work for a little while. 
And at first it didn't feel super right to say yes. Like it felt a bit selfish to say yes. But then I kind of thought, no, you know, you need the rest, um, you know, early pregnancy, feeling a bit unwell. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> um, there is a second on the way, a second on the way for anyone that didn't know that already. <laughs> so I took that opportunity and at the time I kind of toyed with my mum guilt a little bit as to whether I wanted to do it or not, but I did it and I'm really happy I did. So I'm proud of myself for doing that. I'm really happy you did as well because we've, yeah, we've had some, some nice moments together over the past couple of days as well. A nice little electric bike stroll through, through Perth and Kings Park for, for anyone that uh, hasn't been to Perth yet or is from somewhere else around Australia or around the world. If, if you do get to Perth, definitely head through Kings Park. It's, it's a beautiful spot and yeah, it's, it's been, yeah, it's been really nice. We've seen some friends as well, which has been, been cool and and so just to, to flow on from that that the second question uh is always what is one thing as a parent that you would like to improve in the next week or improve on mm. one thing this week that i'd like to improve on um is probably i feel like our mornings are a bit chaotic in the house you know, we're both trying to get ready for work. Oscar's kind of wanting our attention and we're needing to get him ready. So I think, yeah, I want to be, I want to be super organized <laughs> and get everything. I don't know, kind of, I always talk about getting everything ready the night before. So then that morning I can just chill and be with him and not put my rush onto him. So that's definitely something I'm going to work towards this week. Just to, to go off tangent of, of that for a second, what, what what do you feel like the reason is behind like wanting to to feel to feel ready um in in that sense because this is something we, we've talked about before like um <laughs> we're, we're very different in in that way i think as well which is is more than fine um but yeah like it, it what what is it about sort of being organized in that sense that yeah like that that makes you feel that way do you think um, I think it's just about feeling prepared and not having a list of things you have to get done before you go to work or school or wherever you're off to. Um, and just, yeah, having it, having it all done beforehand. Mm. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm still not, not I know point. you iron your shirt five minutes before we leave. <laughs> drives me insane. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there listening to this that resonate with, well, let's be honest, I probably resonate with you more than they resonate with me. Probably. That's, that's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be different. The, the third question that's always part of that, the weekly reflection is describe a moment in the past week that your child, Oscar, otherwise known as Potato Head, <laughs> has made you smile. Mm. Today we picked him up from our parents and we met them at the beach and he'd just had a haircut <laughs> and it was like the cutest thing. He's had his hair all cut back quite short and he looks super grown up and he was just strolling along the beach and I was just felt super proud of him. He's like petrified of the hairdresser and he managed to, yeah, get his hair cut with his nanny and poppy and he was pretty chuffed about it, I think. So I was really proud of him. <laughs> 
It's crazy. It's one of those things that I'm not sure if anyone else would resonate with this that, that's listening, but I, I feel like it can just be like a couple of nights being away from him. And when we see him again, he seems so, so different, like in terms of he, he's, he, he's grown or he's, he's saying a few more words or whatever it might be. It's like that time apart. Yeah. It, it really stands out to me. Like, it, mm. are you the same? Yeah, like when... totally. He's like grown up by like an inch in a year <laughs> when we pick him up after a weekend. Yeah, he's at a, a one meter growth spurt. <laughs> <laughs> Feels of, like it. It does. It does. Let's let's start. Let's start with this. How how has parenting changed your life, Jessica? Mm, I think it's changed my life in every way shape and form (laughs) um and I think it's just put life into a different perspective and a different like lens for me and I just see things really differently before I see I think I was quite um I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself and I kind of didn't really understand what life was about I think I didn't consciously know that but I think I was always after something and I didn't quite know what it was Um, and I think a part of that was fulfilled when I met you and a part of that was fulfilled when I kind of gained a bit of like confidence and momentum in my career. But then another big part of it was becoming a mum. And as much as, you know, not every female out there is supposed to be a mum or feels the need to become a mum. I think for some women, I, we could, we could definitely agree that it's a really big, I don't know, it's a really big instinctual primal kind of need that at some point or other we want met, but we're just not really sure when we're ready for it. Um, So yeah, like he, yeah, having him and becoming a parent has changed my perspective on what life's about. And in the end to me, I guess what I see is that, you know, you can have jobs and businesses and fancy things, but in the end, ultimately all that you have are the relationships around you and the memories that you've created Um, and obviously as parents, a lot of them are with your kids, um, or, you know, watching them with their grandparents and things like that. So yeah, that's to me how it's changed my perspective is it's just given me a really clear outlook on what life's about to me. Would you say you were, you were ready? Like, like you wanted to be a mum, like when you found out you you were going to be a mum, like... No, no way. I I remember thinking to myself, I, I won't, I'll be one of those ladies that has kids a lot older and I'll be quite career driven at the beginning of my life. And yeah, I, I didn't think that I was ready at all when I had Oscar and I still like, yeah, when I'd had him was like, Oh, I think I was, you know, not quite ready for this, but I don't think you're ever prepared. Like whether you're 35 or you know, 20, like, I don't think that anyone can prepare you for it as organized as you might feel like when that baby arrives, nothing could have prepared you for that. (laughs) No matter how old you are. It's a fair point. And like you, I appreciate you being so honest and and you mentioned like career there a couple of times as well. And, and I feel like that like can be a, can be a, a hot topic in itself in terms of like finding that blend between yeah being that that family person that that parent but also filling up that cup that career cup as well but even just on what you were saying like I feel like it can be the same when we're in our careers as well in terms of promotions or or taking on extra work or or yeah being promoted to a 
a, a management role, whatever you want to call it, I don't feel like it really changes that much. For example, if, if you were offered a promotion at 25 compared to 45, at the end of the day, there's yeah. going to be some challenges in that, uh, in that new opportunity, whatever it might be, that totally. you would face at any point. And I feel like, a, yeah, yeah, I feel like you can't spend too much time thinking about it like this, like how it could be different or whatever, but I feel like there's just going to be some commonalities all the time. And I think there are certain things that you can read and read and read and hear hear about, but like until you're actually in there doing it, like you, it's really, really hard to gain that perspective. Mm. I think parenting is one of those things. What idea, if any, did you have of, of parenting beforehand in terms of like what, what's involved in parenting and then uh, two part question what was the reality and was, was there a gap between that or, or was it pretty pretty similar to what you thought about yeah I mean I guess like around the time I fell pregnant what that was about four years ago just around four and a bit years ago um, I was on social media quite a bit um, so I started obviously following these like mummy bloggers and influencers and things. Um, and I think I, I obviously followed all the wrong ones or I followed ones that maybe weren't, you know, realistic perhaps, but I had this idea of like, really, really not realistic and on social media. Yeah, <laughs> surprise. But yeah, I, I found that like, you know, they had these, beautiful bodies and they had just had babies and, you know, they lived this kind of really nice lifestyle where they were just whining and dining with their babies and, you know, enjoying life and everything looked really chilled and calm. And um, so I think I had it, I had an expectation of what my house would look like all the time and what I would look like, um, you know, how my child would react, react or behave in public and things. Um, when in reality, like I, how I actually experienced it was like that you just, that that wasn't the case. And it might be for some people, but I think for the majority of people, it's, it's pretty real, the messiness and the, yeah, the chaos and the sleepless nights and the emotions and everything that comes with it. Yeah. So that's probably where I, didn't really have a clear idea. Mm. You know, the whole word realistic, I know I don't really like to use it, but I definitely didn't didn't have an understanding, I don't think. How does all that messiness sit with you or how did it sit with you in, in that initial phase? I say initial phase, I still call myself a new parent. Um, uh, Oscar's just turned three, but yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Do you reckon you get to a stage where you, yeah, you stop calling yourself a new parent? <laughs> I don't know. Cause you're new and new parent to all different ages all the time, like all different chapters. So you're kind of a new parent to each. Maybe it's, yeah. Chapter. Maybe it's like, I was about to say, Oh, like when you have that second or third kid, but at the same time, <laughs> like, like yeah. they're, they're their own person. Totally. And yeah, that's, I know we talk about that a bit. Like, them being their own person and how much influence mm. do we do we actually have over them in, in terms of, yeah, like how they do grow up and, and shape up to be? Like what, what are your thoughts around that whole topic? 
Um, I don't know. Like I think in my experience we've met, I think it really shocked me when I, you know, would come across three kids, for example, with the same set of parents, the same kind of upbringing, like definitely different times, you know, spread out over a few years or whatever. Um, but all, ki- all three kids could be so different um, with their career choices or their orientation in life or just just everything, like just so opposite to one another. Um, me and my sisters are a really good example of it. We're all completely different personalities, doing completely different things in different states and it's just like, you know, <laughs> crazy. But um, I don't know, like I heard something on Red Table Talk, which we actually watched together, the Will Smith um, interview from Father's Day and it talked about what was about his fatherhood. Um, And he kind of talked about an analogy that I just, yeah, I really like grasped and feel is so true. And he, he kind of talks about the parents being the gardener of a garden, the garden being the environment that the parents create and that, you're there to water it and to feed it and to nurture it and to ensure that it's, you know, safe and everything. But that seed in that garden is going to be whatever that seed was meant to be, whether that be like a rose or a weed or a tulip or, you know, a veggie or whatever. Like it's it's going to be what it's going to be and you don't have any choice in that matter. Um, and I do... Yeah, I do really, really believe that. Um, so, yeah, I guess my opinion on it is that you, you can only do your, the best that you can do and love and care and show support and a safe environment for your children. Um, but it, I think in the end, you know, obviously there are, there are rare cases where things happen and stuff, but I think, yeah, you just they're going to be who they're going to be in some way or another. Um, and it's just your job to love and support them. That's epic. I mean, there's a bit of personal bias there because (laughs) I feel like, yeah, like we're we're on the same page with with a lot of things when it comes to parenting and and, and it does, yeah, it does make it a lot more fun in in that way when you're you're on the same page. But that that realisation, that that was an epic example, by the way, but that realisation, when did that occur for you? Has that been something that's dawned on you recently? Was it early on? Like what? No, I think I think it's probably only within the last twelve months that it's kind of dawned on me. Um, I think just being exposed to more, I don't know, more conscious conversations about parenting and you know having chats with parents and our friends have kids now and things like that, and it's just become more of a explored topic for us, you know. Um, and there are, you know, yeah, I think that it's just there are lots of kids that seem so different to their siblings and I wanted to know why. <laughs> and for me, I feel like, yeah, that the whole analogy of the garden and the seed and then the seed being whatever the seed's going to be is just one that I really believe in. Well, let it be known. Let it be heard on the record that I think you're a magnificent gardener. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> in more ways than one. Good. Tell me, tell me a little bit about about your the parenting that you experienced. 
as as a child and two-part question there's a lot of those in this and and what 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 did you take from that what what did you learn from your your parents um the parenting i experienced um i had a really lucky childhood as in we were very i don't know very comfortable and i always went to a really good school i always had clothes that i needed and you know i always had things i guess you could say um and i grew up um with my mum and stepdad who basically my dad has been with mum ever since i was about two um and i've got two sisters who are my half sisters and I think I never really noticed that a lot, which I really admire my parents for, like, especially the relationship I have with my sisters, like even calling them half sisters, like it's, I feel hesitant in calling them that because they don't totally. really feel like that. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, even for you, it's probably like, they're not your half sisters. Yeah. Like it's just weird. Um, but I think it just shows like that we were all treated really equally within the house and yeah, loved each other a lot. Um, I think my parents were really um, protective and quite, um, I wouldn't call them helicopter parents, but I would definitely call them protective in some ways where we didn't need as much protection as they gave us. Um, and we were really treated like children a lot of the time in you know, not being exposed to a lot of things and we were really sheltered, um, which I'm, I, I can understand as a parent why you'd want to do that and where that comes from. And obviously in hindsight, like now, yeah, I I've experienced things and grown up a lot pretty quickly, but I did move out of home when I was 18. So I was pretty young. Um, but yeah, my parents were, yeah, just quite um, super loving and super supportive. They had really high standards of me and us and my sisters um, and I've kind of maintained those standards, I think, which sometimes is a blessing and a curse on myself. What do you mean? Um, I think I just, I, you mirror in a way what your parents do and how they act. And I think they had really high standards on their friendships with people and their jobs and their cars and the way things looked as well, the more materialistic kind of needs. And I think I mirrored that in a way for quite a while probably until I met you actually where really? I feel like you kind of, yeah, you really shifted that for me. I still find myself, it still pops up every now and again, like a bit of a shadow for me worrying about, you know, how we look in a certain situation or what house we, sorry, what house we have or. Did you just burp? Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm blabbing it on the baby. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm really, I'm also really, really grateful for, hmm the upbringing that I have I was always kept really safe and really loved um and yeah thank you for sharing that like it's it's a topic that I feel like like it can be so so much easier to to go to what I remember for example like it was easier first to pick the things that I, I wanted to do differently or didn't want to do that my parents did. Mm. And, and it's taken some time to get to a point now where, where I can genuinely say, like, I'm so grateful for, for the, the way that they parented 
the 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 best times in my eyes, the low times. I mean, they're not together anymore. Um, there were some some that there were some rocky periods and, and that sort of thing too. Things that I call rocky periods. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I'm so grateful for for the way that they they parent and and I know something that, that we talk about a bit is is they they still like even as grandparents they adopt some of the similar approaches that we can remember from from yeah, when we were children yeah. and and let's be honest sometimes they're, they're aspects that we we haven't taken into our parenting where we've tried to be conscious about and yet I remember at first and, and I, I don't know if you like shared this as well but I remember at first I was really like oh like uh, onto this onto this onto this whether it's technology screen time like whether it's mm. um food whether it's there's like this hidden exception for yeah, grandparents yeah yeah there's something there like because you just see them and oscar's eyes light up and melt for for, for your mum and dad i mean we just picked him up from from yeah. them today and he's yeah. he's so, so smitten and so <laughs> yeah so in love with with his grandparents mm. with both sides and mm. and that yeah it fills me up with a lot of like, I know it fills both of us up with yeah a lot of love as well. Mm, definitely, I think when you have a baby or you're pregnant or you've got all these like conditions that you want to protect your child with, um, with your family members or your friends or what they eat or what they drink or where they live or just everything, you're like, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that and they're <laughs> not going to watch this with you and all these things. <laughs> yeah. But like you know, as soon as you see them and you have them you know, build relationships with, you know, your mum and dad or my mum and dad or our siblings, brothers and sisters, you know, you see them, give them a sneaky lolly behind your back and you see that cute little moment that they have together and you just like can't, you can't like break that. It's too special. Yeah. And I think that's where you just like that bond that they're creating is way more important than that, than that condition or that rule that you're trying to put on you know, just, just for control really, when ultimately I don't think we really have a lot of control. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, a, they're an important part to, to go on what you were saying before that they're, they're a really important part of that, that garden, aren't they? Yeah, totally. The fertilizer of, <laughs> of the garden. They, More analogies. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think like it's something that's prevalent for me and, and I think, yeah, I think it's, shared by both of us in in the Mm. form of like oscar's first year and a half his first 18 months um we're living in broome which is is about a 20 hour 20 hour drive for a 24 hour drive from from perth it's in far north of of western australia so we were um i'm just gonna say isolated in some ways from that that known family like those those uh networks those relationships that we had for so long and, and we made the move just before Oscar was, was born as well, which um, I yeah. think compounded things as well. But it's still such an amazing period in terms of, I think, our lives and, and has helped shape us a lot. But, yeah, there, there was a big difference. Like, if you look at Oscar's first three years, he's just had his th- uh, third birthday for the first half. It was, it was with no contact, yeah. really, like, apart from a couple of trips that they made up it was with no contact with like grandparents and uncles and aunties and extended family and then like the second half it's like full on yeah been full on like like he goes there for a few days at a time yeah 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 Yeah. for sure and i think it's good like i think you can get so caught up and worried about who they're influenced by and 
who they're going to turn into, but it's going back to that seed thing. Like, you know, it's just, it's just creating them and helping shape them. Um, and I think it's just helping those little kids grow by being in different situations. Obviously those situations need to be safe for them um, with safe people, but at the same time, yeah, it just, think if you put them in a different environment with people that love them, it just helps them grow in another way. And I think sometimes that they're the moments that like we talked about earlier, when they come back from a few days somewhere and we're like, Oh my gosh, they seem so different. Well, they are like, they've had, they've been fully immersed in someone else's life for a few days. Yeah. Um, yeah it's pretty cool. Totally. Let's let's take it. I have a question for you. Oh, here we go. I was trying to put it off for as long as I could. Let's, let's um, do this. Tell me about the moment you found out you were going to be a parent. How did it feel? Time for a short reflection break. This is an opportunity for you to stop, take a breath, and reflect on your past week as a parent. If you have a pen and paper near you, that's great. If not, Simply use your phone or laptop. I want you to write down three things. First, write down one moment in the past week that you were proud of yourself as a parent. Second, write down one area of your parenting that you would like to improve for the next week. Third, write down one moment from the past week where your child or children have made you smile. Be kind to yourself and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Tell me about the moment you found out you were going to be a parent. How did it feel? How did it feel? Exciting, nervous, shitting my pants, scared, <laughs> loved up, all in one within a few seconds. <laughs> no, I, I just remember, I, I, I can remember uh, you, were, you were quite unwell for, for a couple of days thought it was just like a stomach bug or something. And, and I can remember actually uh, driving. I, I had a, a sport coaching business at the time and, and I was driving to, to another client session and I had all these text messages come up and I usually wouldn't check my phone throughout that time, but it was just buzzing off the hook. So I had a quick look and it was you saying, oh, could you, could you please, could you please come home? Five stage clinger. Yeah, I was like, oh man, it's this <laughs> it's woman again. again. <laughs> She's so annoying. I can't get away from her. <laughs> no, it was, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't actually like respond at, at first, but I had this <laughs> this weird feeling in my stomach. And and so, so actually I, I stopped the car and, and went to call you. No answer. Mm. Go to call again. No answer. I think I was intentionally not answering your phone. I, I feel like you might have been as well because I called you for a third time and still no answer. And and I was sort of, I was a little bit worried at that point because you've just asked me to come home. That's all the messages have, have said. <laughs> and and I'm just thinking, okay, should I cancel like my, my next client? In hindsight, I don't know why that question even come up, but I was thinking that because I, I really just had no idea what was going on. Anyway, I, I finally got through to you. I decided to cancel my client. And when I got through to you, maybe nine calls in, <laughs> there was just silence at, at the end. And and it's a moment I, I remember so clearly because I was like, oh, like, Jess, are you okay? And 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 not long into it, you you 
<laughs> spoke up, you, but you responded with a, what I'd describe as a somber yes. Like, yes, I'm, I'm okay, but it, it felt somber. It felt a bit sad. I'm okay, but I'm not okay. Yeah, totally. Like, mm. and, and I just knew something else was, was going on there. But the way you said it, I didn't want to, didn't want to dig. So I don't think we chatted much more. You just said, can you please come home? And, and we just ended the call and, and I was on my way home. But then, then it, it dawned on me and, and we chatted, I think, again, because I think I might have called you back again. Either called you back or was in the same call. I can't remember exactly, but I just remember it sort of dawned on me in this moment and, and I just asked you the question, <laughs> are you pregnant? I don't know how it just came to me. Are, are you pregnant? And, and again, I got that somber, somber yes, that, yeah. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> it was totally unexpected, totally left a field. And, and yeah, that the core I think ended just pretty quickly. And, and I just put my foot down. I was, I was on my way home and that's when, yeah, all those emotions rush in. And, and for some reason, I still don't know why to this day, but I, I made this call to this special person, this other special person in my life. And, and that's my mum. And, and just before I got home, I, I, I had a chat to her and, and she answered. She's like, hey, sweetheart, how are you doing? I was like, hey, mum, uh, I've, I've got something to tell you, actually. She was like, Jess is pregnant, isn't she? It's like, what? Are you you're a mind reader? <laughs> she is. Mums are mind readers. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. And she just she just knew. And I was just like, like mum, like I'm freaking out a little bit. Like, what do I do? Like, I'm so excited. I, I, I want to... I, I want to be a father. I, I love Jess so much. I want to spend the rest of my life with her. But I was like, what if she, what if she doesn't like, I had no idea. Like maybe you, you didn't want to at that point or whatever it might be. Maybe you didn't want to with me or whatever it might be. And so, yeah, but I just remember this advice that mum gave me and, and it stuck with me ever since and will stick with me for the rest of my life. And it, it was along the lines of don't try and fix anything. Don't try and plan anything. Just be there with her and support her. Sean, just, just be with her and support her. And yeah, that like, I've told her about this since, but I don't think, yeah, she'll ever know how, how much that, that helped me in that moment. And I think in different moments since as well. Mm. And I just remember getting home and yeah. And basically barging the, the door down <laughs> and, and just exaggeration. Yeah. A bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> I'm just trying to Hollywood this up and just, and just holding you. And that's something that, that definitely happened. It was just, just holding each other. Mm. It wasn't any words for a while. <laughs> no, I think we we're both in shock. Yeah. Is that how you sort of remember it as well? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's funny. Cause like, yeah, I was unwell and, yeah, the night before we were out with our, or no, the two nights before we were out with our really good friends who are still our really, really good friends. Yeah. And um, shout out to Pally and Walshy <laughs> and Kennedy. Bubba Ken. Um, we were out with them some like a date night, you know, like a couple's date night, a couple of nights before. And summer nights in Perth. Yeah. And one of um, the boys, obviously, they went to school together, one of their high school friends who, um, yeah, they knew footy, footy, footy friend, um, had fallen pregnant to a girl that he was with for a few months and they told us and we were like, Oh my God, like that's, 
you know, that's awful. Like, and that was our natural response. We were like, holy shit, like that must be so intense. Like, you know, we're just like, you know, in a way probably had like, a bit of an attitude, like, oh, God, that's not us. Yeah, yeah. Like how, how could you, how are they going to do that? <laughs> and then literally reality hit us like a train two days later. We were <laughs> like in, the exact, in the exact same position. And, um, yeah, naive me, I was already like nine weeks pregnant, kind of just, you know, had no idea what was going on. And, um, yeah, I was super scared because I think I felt, yeah, I still was in that mindset of a teenager, like, you know, try not to get pregnant and you'd still, every time, you know, that time of the month would come, you'd still be like, Oh, is, you know, is there a chance? And, um, I, I'm not one that was on contraception just cause it didn't agree with me. So it was definitely always a feeling I had every month, but I was like, it'll never be me. Never. I'll, it'll never be me until I want it to be me, which was obviously not the truth. And let's face it. We weren't really planning against it. <laughs> no, we were a bit silly, <laughs> but it worked out, you know, really beautifully <laughs> with a little little baby little bubble. but yeah i just remember thinking oh my god i've spent so long trying not to get pregnant and here i am and then i called my mum and it's funny how you call you know your mum in times of need no matter how old you are and i just said to her mum i'm i'm really sick and i've just been to the doctor and i'm pregnant and i just said to her like i'm so young and i can't do this and and she actually had me when she was 18 years old mm. um and she did it on her own and she just said to me, Jess, you know, this is your choice and, you know, you and Sean need to talk about it. And she said, but you're not that young anymore. Like this isn't something that would be, you know, irresponsible of you. Like you're an adult, you're out of home, like just look at your options. And yeah, obviously in a loving way, she said all those things. <laughs> I just remember the really tangible things, I think. Um, and then, yeah. I remember not wanting to tell Sean over the phone, but he guessed it out of me anyway. And then, yeah, he got home and we comforted each other and I cried a lot because I think I was in shock and I was just releasing a lot of, yeah, emotions. And then a few hours later, we'd kind of just, we were standing in front of the fridge and Sean, we were cooking dinner together, trying to, I think, trying to just focus on something. Um, and Sean just said, like, I think I, I would really like to do this with you. And I think that's when I, my shoulders dropped a bit because I was just so worried that if I said I wanted to do it before he did, it would lock him into feeling like he had to say that he wanted to do it too. So for me, it was, it, I consciously didn't know it at the time, but in hindsight, I definitely think I waited for him to kind of say, he was all in first because I wanted to know it was truly authentic and he wasn't just saying it because I had made the choice to keep the baby. And we'd only been together for three or four months, so we didn't even know each other that well. You know, yeah. we were in love, but, you know, you don't know a lot about someone by that point. Yeah. Um, so we kind of committed to a baby but also really committed to, like, each other in that moment, I think, when you kind of just said, I'm all in if you are. And yeah, my shoulders dropped and I was like, yep, I'm, I'm in this as well. And then here we are. Here we are yeah. and with, with another bundle of joy yep. on the way. Much more of a planned one. A little tofu. Which I tell you what, isn't just, isn't as calming as they make it out to be. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask you with, with uh, another baby on the way, is, is there anything like that's front of mind for you that like uh, through this process of, of being pregnant, 
that that you feel like you, you want to like do differently focus on differently like i know like last time you you were from my point of view so chilled and like go with the flow throughout which which i, I really admired at the time mm. i don't know if it was the case like for, <laughs> i'm glad it came across like that. for you i was screaming on the inside <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah is there anything different like like this this time around i'm curious um yeah i think like something i want to really like make strong for myself and probably even for the benefit of you know oscar and the new baby and you and is just like to be kinder on myself and to i don't know like i had really big expectations on um like what i was supposed to do or act or what kind of mum i was going to be um you know and i was always so worried about what was happening around me what the state the house was in and you know the house yeah the housework was even just a really big one when you're at home all day every day it's you kind of you've got your baby and your housework and your partner goes off to work and it's like right here i am and i would stress myself about you know the kitchen being a mess and the washing piling up and there's just stuff everywhere but you you know you can't put the baby down today because the baby doesn't want to go down today and they just want you to hold them um and there was something i read um probably in that time, I think your mum actually sent this to me. Um, if I go back, I'm sure she did. And it, it's called, um, it's, it's an article called, but instead I held you. And it's basically, you know, something to remind yourself of that instead of looking around and, and going and do the dishes or going and do the washing or cooking a big fancy meal, it's saying, but instead I held you because those are the moments that will pass. And as parents, we all know that no matter how hard you work on all those really like small insignificant housework duties one day, the next day it all piles up anyway. And it's always got something that's going to be there, but something that's not always going to be there is those snuggles when that baby's six months old, because as we know, Oscar's already three, but we still remember how little he was and still treat him like that sometimes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that would be, that would be some advice that I'd give to myself or really would like to going into this next pregnancy is just to be kind to myself. Um, and, and therefore then just in really, really enjoy the moments I have with Oscar and, and another little baby and yeah, just to really be present in those moments because they do go so fast. Instead, I held you. I mm. love that. Mm. Thank you for yeah. I just want to acknowledge you for being so so open and, and a little bit vulnerable in this moment. I can can feel that. Mm. What's what's exciting you like uh, about yeah like this 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 next chapter as well? Um, what's exciting me? I think I'm really excited to see Oscar become an older brother yeah. um, and just the change in the dynamic of our family. Um, yeah, I think I've always, yeah, in, like loved the idea of having a young family and going out and experiencing things and traveling together. And, you know, I, I hear that going from one to two is hectic. 
Um, so I'm, I'm trying to be prepared for that side of it as well, Mm. but I'm also just really excited to, yeah, to go through that whole phase of bringing someone else in. And it's super weird when you have, when you have one, the thought of loving another one as much as you love that one seems just like unfathomable. Like it's just not possible. Like how could I have another child that isn't Oscar that I would love like Oscar? Do you know what I mean? It's so like weird. So I guess I'm like really excited to feel all the feelings of like, yeah, having a second bub and then like, you know, Oscar gets to love someone new as well, which I'm really excited to see, you know, to see how he takes on his little role of being a brother and, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. I just had, just had a little laugh because I don't know why, but that whole like that favourites theory <laughs> topic just came off in my head. Like everyone that you ask, oh, there's there's no such thing as favourites. Like there's been like one or two out of like a gazillion people that have been like, yeah, like that, like I, I have a favourite or whatever. Yeah. and that's like that's something that I find interesting and funny all in one because yeah I have no doubt that the love there will be like just as as strong and that sort of thing but you totally would have different relationships with each child that's yeah yeah I'm I'm in the same boat because I don't know like I love like anything leadership sport all that sort of stuff and and there's um there's a a famous uh, basketball coach um he's no no, no longer alive, but he was one of the best in the game. His name's John Wooden, mm. and, and I know you, you've heard. I've his, heard a lot about John. <laughs> you, you've heard his name once or twice, but for anyone that hasn't heard heard about him out there, and he had this epic quote. I won't go into a, a John Wooden lecture because I don't think we have the time. But but he had this epic quote that he'd talk about to his players, and and I feel like there's a lot of synergy between like leadership or or leading a group whether it's as a coach or whatever and being a parent like Mm. being a parent within that family creating that environment I feel like there's a lot of similarities between that but anyway this quote he had was um, for his players at the start of every season I'll love you all the same but I won't like you all the same Mm. and just to make it clear to them that or it may have been the other way around. I won't like you all the same, but I'll love you all the same. Yeah. As in like there'll be that foundation of love there. Yeah. That, that unconditional love, which I think like, yeah, at the end of the day for any child to feel that unconditional love, to feel psychologically safe, to feel comfortable, to be themselves and, and, and be their, their own unique self as well. I think like to me right now, that's the ultimate. So that's something I'm, I'm excited for to, to see those differences in, in another, another human being that at the end of the day, we get to call our, our, our child. Mm. Like that's, that's yeah. I think he's, he might be in there now, like listening and plotting to really stir the pot. So I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to that as well. <laughs> um, what lessons did you learn from your parents? Do you think? What lessons? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just sort of going back on what we were saying before, I think, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm at the point now where this flows on from what we were just talking about because even though that they had their flaws, they made their mistakes in terms of their relationship, which inevitably 
played a part in, in the way they parented us or the environment, the garden that, that was created. Mm. Um, like at the end of the day, I this day can say that I can call them um, to have a chat about anything about life or interests or whatever. When I'm around them, I feel comfortable to be myself, like to speak my mind as well. Like I don't feel like I, I need to act a certain way mm. um, that isn't me. Like I can feel like I can genuinely authentically be myself. I'm, I'm, I feel safe around them. I feel comfortable. And yeah, there's something in that I, I think that, um, yeah, I really admire because they've, I probably don't say this enough to them. And, and I hope maybe at some point they listen to this because mm. I, I am the person I am because of myself, the choices and decisions I've made. But at the end of the day, they, they play a big part in it. Like we play a big part in it for Oscar and 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 I'm really grateful for, for the parents that I have. I, I love my mum and dad. And, yeah, I, I just think, like I was saying before, the ultimate is is for, for any person to feel like they, they can be themselves, flaws and all. And, and there's plenty of them and, and I'll have them just like anyone else. Mm. But yeah, just, I think something that they, they did, uh, this is sort of going on, on a long story, not a short story, but they, they did um, encourage me to, to be myself, to follow what I was interested in. They never forced me to, to do anything and and it was pretty loose in in that way as well, which I think like led to to some uh, mistakes on my part and, and that sort of thing too. But I think that's ultimately um, yeah played a big part in in why mm. I'm the, the way I'm today and why I have this amazing family, this mm. amazing girl in my life, and this yeah this growing family and and the people around me as well. Because as much as as I'm taking responsibility of it. I'm grateful for the role that they played as well. So that's yeah. really cool. <laughs> yeah. Look at you getting me all vulnerable on my, on my, own, <laughs> my own podcast. No, I think it's really like, it's really mature and really self-aware to become grateful for your parents for the positive and the negative. And I think mm. even, even calling it positive and negative, like it's all blended. It's just what you perceive it to be, I guess, as an adult, but you know, to blame parents for how you are, I think is a really toxic way to kind of think. And I think if you can think to yourself, you know, I'm really grateful for my parents because if I hadn't gone through that really, really hard experience with them that they potentially put me in, I wouldn't be in, you know, the position I am today with the mindset that I have today. So I think, yeah, being able to like alter your that blame and turn it into gratitude is yeah it's more healthy for yourself as well as a parent too I think Mm. to just be able to accept and love and move on as well yeah 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 totally and I think within that acceptance comes like an acknowledgement that in 20 years time yeah 20 years time Oscar will be not far off our age now and 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 there's going to be things that I'm sure he's having a conversation with about the people about like yeah. like my mum and dad were like this I, I don't really agree with that when and who knows he might be a parent by then wow 
too much <laughs> too much too much um but yeah like i think with that acceptance comes the the, the acknowledgement of yeah where we're gonna make mistakes yeah and we have made mistakes and that's okay and just on that note too and for anyone that is up for it a, a challenge yeah challenge you out there as well um whether it's your mum and dad or you just have your mum, just have your dad, or you don't have a mum and dad, you, you've got someone else in your life that that matters a lot to you, that played a big part in, in why you are the way you are. Maybe just after this or right now, like reach out to them, let them know how much they mean to you, how grateful you are for them as well, and, and you'd be surprised, I think, how, yeah, how, what that can lead to and what that can do for one person, mm. that little moment as well. Mm. Who would you like to, to reach out to or shout out to right now? And what would you like to to say to them? Um, who would I like to reach out to? I think I'd like to reach out to my biological dad who was in and out of my life. You know, I'd see him quite a bit when I was younger, but for the past few years we haven't had a relationship which came about from me being an adult that wanted to make a choice that did make a choice um, just due to certain circumstances. But I think I did blame him for a lot of things. I know, you know, I definitely blamed my mum and my stepdad, Chris and things for things, but I definitely held a lot of blame toward him for not always being there Um and I felt like our love was quite conditional um, and I feel like it still is. But I can be grateful for that because I know from him I am strong and I'm assertive and I think I'm really, I don't know, I'm calm and level-headed in moments of stress and I really thank him for that because I think that he is the one that, yeah, helped form that kind of part of me. How are you feeling right now? Good. A bit vulnerable, <laughs> but good. Thank you for yeah, being so vulnerable with me as well. It gives me strength, like as, I don't know, yeah, as indirect as it might be, <laughs> it gives me a lot of strength. Mm being with you in those moments as well what are you loving about parenting right now right now um what am i loving about parenting right now i think he surprises us and i like the surprises well i feel like i feel surprised by him i don't know once every couple of days at least like he'll kind of say something new that he's learned somewhere else <laughs> um <laughs> You know, and he says it and I'm like, where did you learn that? Or, where, you know, who taught you that? Or, And it's nothing, it's nothing inappropriate. Like, it's just funny things. But, yeah, they're like my proud and happy moments that I love. I love when he surprises me because I think there's so long where they don't talk and they kind of, you talk for them. And now he's just his own being with his own thoughts and his own voice. And he can ask other people questions and learn things from other people and then come home and tell us those things. And I love that. I think that's really cool. That is really cool. 
it's sort of, yeah, I feel like the common theme throughout our chat from my point of view has been like, like children developing their sense of self yeah, or like us being comfortable being the people we are from our parents. Like I feel like there's been a common theme there and, and I feel like it's a really nice note to, um, yeah, to, to finish this, this chat on is, is Oscar. Yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Being his, his, his own person mm. and speaking his mind already <laughs> in more ways than one in, in being curious and asking questions and, and it's something I, I really cherish about. Telling you when he doesn't like you touching his head. Yeah. Giving him a, a kiss on the head. He told Sean the other day in the kitchen, he said, daddy, please stop touching me on the head all the time. And he's never really been assertive like that with us before about something. No, he hasn't. Has no. He? It was no. like, whoa, like he, he just asked us to stop doing something that's bothering him. Like, whoa, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, I think I went straight back to trying to do it too. <laughs> you did. There's something about it. I just love the cuddles. <laughs> but like you said, it's pretty cool that he, yeah, in that moment felt yeah, comfortable just to, to come out and say that as well. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's got his own voice, that's for sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's that's him, but it's something I admire about you as well mm. in a big way. This has been a, an epic Sandy Ball Parenting chat and, and it's I'm looking forward to hopefully having many more with you on, on the podcast as well. How, how have you found your Sandy Ball Parenting experience? Yeah, I've loved it. It's super cool. I think you don't really like put this time aside in your normal day or week or month to kind of just sit, especially with your partner, which is even more special, yeah. um, to talk about, you know, life as a parent and it kind of stops you in in your stead and you just, I don't know, can have the opportunity to sit and be present and think about it, which is cool. It's a lot of rushing around, I think. It's nice to stop and reflect. Love you. Love you too. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Let us know if anything stood out for you during the chat. As the new pod on the block, it would be awesome if you look out for us and share this episode with someone that you think may be interested. While you're at it, why not head to our socials and share some love with a like, follow or comment. Keep an eye out for the next pod drop. Big thanks to Stilo Media for producing this piece of art we call Sounding Board Parenting. From our hearts to yours, we hope you're making progress on something that you love and makes you feel alive. Remember, this can go anywhere.